Welcome to the Community Board Podcast with your host, Miguel Valdez. And today is October, October 11th. And we're here already at the beginning. The fall is in, I would say, in full charge. It feels already the leaves blowing and everybody, I see my neighbors busy cleaning their yard. But it's also time to, to reflect on other things that are happening around us. And today we have a super important topic that we would like to share. And I would like to introduce my friend, Melissa Buffalo from the American Cancer Foundation. Hi, Melissa, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you, how are you? Good, how's, how's your beginning of the fall so far? I love October, I love fall and all things pumpkin spice. So this is the perfect month for me. What, what, is, the, what is your... Uh, memories that you have from fall. I think I just like the color changing and you just realize how beautiful Mother Earth is and the power she has to change all these colors and then we'll get it back next fall. I know it's amazing how every... I, I grew up in an area where the stations, the seasons were not as... as uh, how you say As uh, notable or like here in the upper Midwest, and it's amazing how, how beautiful it is, like you said. So, Melissa, tell us a little bit about the American Indian Cancer Foundation. What, what, what kind of work do you guys do for people who are not familiar? And tell us a little bit about you and how you got involved with the American Indian Cancer Foundation. Yeah, that's a great question. So the American Indian Cancer Foundation is a national nonprofit that was established to address the tremendous cancer inequities faced by Native communities. Um, our mission is really to eliminate the cancer burdens of Indigenous people through improved access to prevention, early detection, treatment, and survivor support. And I joined ACAF almost five years ago, and the reason I do this work is not only professional, but also personal, having that personal connection to cancer, unfortunately. So knowing this work is very meaningful to me and to be able to bring this awareness and help our communities be healthier and use our culture as prevention is something that just aligns with my personal values. And what kind of, uh, so is this is a national foundation? Yep, we are a national organization that happens to be housed in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Does it make the headquarters? Yes. Okay. So, what um, for when we're talking about disparities for the people who are not aware of uh, the disparities that our brothers suffer, can you mention some of those related to cancer? Yeah. So we know that there's, you know, whether we want to talk about. Um, early detection, diagnosis. Oftentimes our American Indian Alaska Native relatives are diagnosed with cancer at later stages. And so how do we really look at, you know, those social, physical, and economic determinants of cancer risk and how we can raise awareness on the importance of early detection, how we can work with, you know, clinics and providers to know that there is mistrust in the healthcare system. And so how can our staff help to improve access to quality health services by working to bring, you know, systems change in a way that is realistic to those who serve our population? And then how can we also promote healthy lifestyles? You know, one example is that one in eight Native women will be diagnosed with breast cancer in her lifetime. 
in their lifetime. So how do we help raise awareness on the importance of screening? But then we also have to understand those burdens and barriers that do exist. And unfortunately, American Indians have not benefited from all the cancer advancements that exist within the United States. I know I was I was uh, reading a little bit before this episode and uh, recommendations. Once you get 40 for ladies, uh, it's recommended daily. So the disparity I'm assuming, uh, um, I mean, I want to assume, but I, I'm just learning from you that, that it's huge. And then what is one uh, efforts that we can do or, or things, campaigns, the, the American Indian Cancer Foundation that I'm working during this time of the year? Or yes. I know you guys always, you have your hands full, you're busy full time, but. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'll answer this question. Then I'll also lean on some of the staff that are on this call as well that have been very instrumental in helping to create yes. this year's ninth annual Indigenous Pink Campaign, which is our breast cancer awareness campaign. Um, so this campaign is our national campaign for Native people that allows us to highlight, again, that importance of Indigenous health. And so it's just a really important knowing that, you know, again, emphasizing that our American Indian Alaska Native relatives are often diagnosed with cancer at later stages. And so how can we normalize the conversation of cancer and breast health to our relatives, whether or not they're 35 or 40 or 60, right? Knowing screening recommendations. Um, so it's just exciting to have this national campaign. And with that, I will let um, Tina, Lindsay, or Jenna also chime in who can share a little more of those details that we're doing this month. Thank you. Well, I, my name is Tina Garavac Lavasser. I have the privilege and honor of working with ACAF to help reduce um, barriers and increase screenings for our American Indian and Alaskan Native relatives. And just as Melissa said, Indigenous Pink Month is a very important national campaign. We are in our ninth annual Indigenous Pink Month, so that is great. We have a, a really great campaign this month, and, and I will lean into Jenna and Lindsay as well to share some of the activities, but we... We do have an online presence, our social media presence, which really allows us to engage with our relatives throughout the United States. We have community conversations this month where we are really looking at our survivorship and our cancer caregivers. And the reason we, we spend so much time focusing on it is because, you know, when we're looking at all of our breast health resources, breast cancer is the most common cancer among Native American women, and it is the second leading can cause of cancer death for our relatives. The other really important thing, thing for us to recognize and really echoing what Melissa said is that, yes, with all the advancements in cancer care and cancer screening, our relatives are still the least likely to re receive screening. So it's not only important for us to get this message out, but really look at some of those systemic barriers that exist and how we can reduce those and really meeting our community members where they're at. Again, really focusing on how in reclaiming our culture, we can reclaim our health and how culture really is an important part of, of our platform and our campaign. So I don't know if Jenna or Lindsay want to add anything to that. 
Thank you, Tina. You did a great job explaining. And hi, everyone. My name is Jenna Calder. Um, I am the cancer program specialist at the American Indian Cancer Foundation. And just kind of echoing on some things that we have going on this month. On October 19th is our Indigenous Pink Day. Um, so feel free to wear pink, take a photo, share it on your social media, use the hashtag Indigenous Pink. Um, make sure you join our community conversations just as a safe space a safe place for people to join and just kind of listen to stories and, you know, just, just share your connection with breast cancer or cancer, or just to hear everybody's story and hear, hear what they have to say. Um, we have great resources on our website that you can check out. You can take our Indigenous Pink Pledge. You can get screened, share these with your relatives. It's really important that, you know, we, we talk about this and we make it known, like, there are so many resources out there and we just ultimately we just want to help. We want to get those to as many relatives as possible. Um, and those are just some some of the things that we have going on during this great month. So we're just really excited. This, there's lots of great things and different ways that you can all get involved. And we just really appreciate everyone um, hearing us out and, and joining us on this great campaign. Thank you. Melissa. Early, you touch. Um, you mentioned a key word: the the there is the glue the, to make things stay together and things that make it happen. You say trust. When when we have to have build that trust between providers and 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 patients, what what kind of work in your experience? Um, what can providers do to increment to build that trust with community members? Yeah, I think that's a great question. I think there's opportunities for, you know, large health systems or even our smaller clinics like within Indian Health Service that can use training such as the training that they, you know, to interact with patients, but training that is culturally sensitive to our population and understanding, you know, the historical trauma, the intergenerational trauma, you know, how their their perception of health and healthcare, what that means. I think there's a lot of mistrust due to past research harms, past, you know, trauma that has, you know, happened to our relatives that we can still talk about some of those stories. Um, so a lot of the work that we do at ACAF is not only to give educational resources to patients, but also to providers when working with clinics. And that's some of our our projects that we do through our breast and cervical work. Um, so I'll let Lindsay, you know, continue this conversation of how we work to build trust with our clinics. Mm, yeah, thank you, Melissa. Yeah, Buju, my name is Lindsay Petrus. I'm the cancer program manager at the American Indian Cancer Foundation. Really happy to be here today. You know, kind of piggybacking off of what Melissa is talking about, you know, me as a non-native, it's really comes up to that personal responsibility, right? Like what can I do as a, as a nurse to make sure that I understand those issues? You know, taking the time to learn and take that personal responsibility, I think is something that providers can take on. You know, um, being out in community, going to events, building those relationships, that's really important, showing up you know, as we try to build trust, I think that's very important in, you know, um, Native communities is just being available, being there, uh, being familiar. Um, we know that, you know, when providers are, um, you know, talking with patients, don't just get into the nitty gritty right, right away, you know, pad some of your time, have a conversation with your patient, learn a little bit about them, learn about what their values are, you know, lean into that. So I think, you know, there comes a lot with, you know, um, 
the little things you can do as a provider, right? You know, taking the time, learning your patients, learning community, taking personal responsibility for your, for your, uh, for educating yourself, I think um, goes a long way. You know, and I do want to mention and kind of go back to this that, you know, ACAF does highlight October as, you know, Breast Health Awareness Month, Indigenous Pink. But, you know, we want to make sure that this conversation continues throughout the year. You know, um, this is just the month that we're highlighting, but we really want to make sure as we build relationship with community that we're continuing to hold those conversations, finding ways we can get, like Melissa was mentioning, that, you know, relatives aren't able to receive the screenings that they deserve and that they need to keep themselves well. So what are those solutions? Where can organizations like Mayo Clinic play in, in, in the scheme of things? You know, are there mammogram buses that can go to these communities to support efforts? So I really think, you know, some of the things um, as we think about breast health is we want to make sure that this is a highlighted month, but we want to make sure that this is something that's discussed all the time because cancer doesn't go away, you know, and so making sure that we continue to hold these conversations and, you know, really just grateful for this opportunity to talk more. Thank you. Godfrey, we have Godfrey here, um, also a friend of mine and co-worker. Godfrey, what uh, efforts does Mayo Clinic are doing related to these partnerships and the importance of it. Hey, Miguel, thanks for pulling me in here. Um, folks, my name is Guthrie Capicella. I'm the Native American Community Engagement Coordinator within the Center for Health Equity and Community Engagement Research um, here at Mayo Clinic. So I, I work alongside Miguel uh, in doing community outreach. Um, one of the pieces that, that we're looking at is partnering with uh, tribal health providers um, and tribal health systems uh, to promote um, to promote screening and to do some of these things that that Lindsay, Melissa, Tina, and Jenna have talked about already, right? So we're utilizing ACAF resources to provide to women coming in and getting screenings. We're looking at um, identifying sort of culturally reinforcing incentives to help make that a regular occurrence, right? So we want them to come in when they turn 40, and then we want them to understand the tools that they need to do um, to continue to do their daily breast checks. And then we want them to come back. So we provide that cultural reinforcement incentive. Um, and we're doing this with three different tribes across the state. So whether it's a uh, Indian health service um, that provides the care, or if it's uh, tribal health that's providing the care. Um, in one instance, we had uh, the lacrosse mobile mammography van travel to the lower Sioux Indian community. So um, in that instance, it was us providing the screenings there. Um, but within all of that, you know, we're utilizing our relationships that we have um, throughout the state, as well as the resources that ACAF brings forward, right? So in the conversations that we have with tribal health, we're often able to lean on the staff that we partner with at ACAF to really kind of help um, steer us in the right direction because they have so much capacity at ACAF um, and have so much knowledge around the subject that for me in my role, um, it would be a disservice to the tribes if I wasn't partnering with ACAF in this way and if I wasn't leaning on their resources because we just don't have that level of competency internally at Mayo Clinic and we don't have that level of, of resources dedicated towards this one community. So um, being here with ACAF is, is you know, a, a huge benefit for my work and then also for Mayo Clinic as we're building this, you know, journey uh, in relationships with our tribes in the Midwest. 
Thank you. Thank you so much. And you know what? That that really, you pretty much did a call to action to everybody who's listening to partner, to look to partner, because that's the only way that we can really do a, a change in our community and, and community, but especially trying to help the Native American indigenous community. And if you listen to this podcast, please reach out to the American Indian Cancer Foundation. You, everybody can bring something to the table. You know, as long as we want to make a change. Uh, Melissa, where can people reach out to you guys? Where can they find you? Do you have social media presence? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would definitely search American Indian Cancer Foundation on Facebook. I would probably have folks go there first. Um, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube. We have so many amazing videos from the past that some of our past campaigns have done. Um, I also would um, encourage folks to visit our website. We have a full page dedicated to Indigenous Pink. Um, I would also encourage um, folks that want to partner or get more information or access to our resources to reach out to our staff. I believe um, the email is health at AICAF.org. Also, I'm going to be posting here the link of the website in the information for this episode and some other links. Anything else that you guys would like to add to this to today's episode? Lindsay, Jenna, Godfrey, I or would, Tina? This is Tina, and I would love to just remind everyone to go to our website and click on that pledge. Pledge to get yourself screened. Bring your friends to the website. Tag a friend in our post. Let's make sure that on October 19th, we really do our best to paint the internet pink, wear pink, take a picture of yourself, use the hashtag Indigenous Pink and upload that to our website or our Indigenous Pink Facebook event. We really just want to spread that awareness and make sure that our relatives are getting screened and they feel that they have a safe place to do that. Thank you. Thank you, Tina. And um, this is Jenna. I just wanted to to just mention that we do have some really great resources that are dedicated to um, our relatives and that our providers can learn from on our ACAF website or Indigenous Pink or Breast Health Resources. Um, we have customizable resources on there that any health clinic can put in any of their own um, information. So patients, when they're waiting in the waiting room, they know exactly you know what their next steps could be if they see these resources. We have Indigenous Pink Health uh, resources. We have um, a milk is medicine resource. So anybody that's just wanting to to learn more, I mean, I think it's really important. Like Melissa, Lindsay, we've all talked about to take as providers to you know take take action and be willing to learn and be sensitive to um, our culture. So I just wanted to throw that out there really quickly. Thank you. Thank you, Jenna. All right, but. I would like just to invite everybody to check out their website and reach out to the Community Board Podcast. If you have something to share with the community, please reach out to us. We'll make sure to get your book and get your message across. And especially go outside, enjoy the weather, and it's beautiful outside. And let's share this episode with your family and friends. And stay tuned. Bye-bye.